0: You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 148. Take control of your life by focusing on what counts. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find, it's something you create, and I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse so come along with me and i'll help you create the career and life you crave you ready let's go sometimes when things are really frustrating i wish i could control everyone else, and everything in the world. Do you guys ever feel that way? Do you wish you could control your patients and your partner and your kids and all the things that are happening all the time? But we can't control it, right? So we get really frustrated because we realize we don't have the power to control those things, so we feel powerless. Well, if that's how you feel sometimes today, I'm going to help you out because I'm going to help you control the things you can control and take your power back. Now, I know that's something we hear more and more of. I think as I got older, I started to hear, focus on the things you can control. And that's really useful advice. That's helped me turn the focus from trying to control other people and things outside of me to controlling myself and focus on those things that I actually can impact. So that is really helpful to focus on the things that we can control. But the thing is... Sometimes we don't realize the full extent of what that means. So today we're going to talk about this. I'm going to help you take your full power back so you can feel in control of your life. All right. Now, here's the thing. When we say focus on the things you can control, I think a lot of us think that means focus on what you want to do, right? Like what do you want to do in this situation? When your patient is jumping out of bed or they're yelling at you or you're getting the admit, what do you want to do now? Or if your kids are misbehaving, now what do you want to do? So that's where we often put our focus. We're like, okay, what action should I take? What do I want to do in this situation? And that's really useful, right? Like The other day, my kids were out playing in the backyard and me and my husband were inside And there's a big bay window that looks out into the backyard. And we glanced out there and the kids had gotten off the back porch and found the muddiest spot in the whole backyard and were covered in mud. So if I was thinking about trying to control them and what they should and shouldn't be doing, it'd be really frustrating, right? Because I'd be thinking... Evelyn should know better. She shouldn't get off the porch, first of all, and she definitely shouldn't be playing in the mud. So if I was focused on them and what they were doing, that would be really frustrating, right? Because I can't control them unless I'm going to stay out there and be next to them every second. I can't control them, right? Just like you can't control your patients. You can ask them to stop swearing at you, but you can't force them to they can open their mouth and say whatever words they want. My kids, I can tell them not to go off the deck and they can do it anyway, right? So then we tell ourselves, okay, let's focus on what I want to do. So I can have consequences, right? I can tell my kids, if you go off the deck, this is what's going to happen. You're not going to be able to go outside for the rest of the day. I could choose what I do, and go out and yell at them. That's an option. That's something I can do in that situation. I can ask Evelyn to wash off her boots, or I can hose them off. I can do nothing. I can just sit inside and eat a snack and let them play in the mud. I can ask my husband to clean them up. I can turn on the sprinklers and make it way muddier outside, and we can all go out and play in the mud together. I can turn on the TV. I can record a reel. I can do anything I want to do. The possibilities are endless. So when we stop trying to control other people, we realize that we have all these options. We're not nearly as powerless as we think we are. But the thing is, it doesn't stop there. There's so much more to it. And it is really helpful to think, what do I want to do, right? It gives you so much more control, so much more power than we when we're trying to control other people in our minds. So keep doing that. Keep thinking, what do I want to do? What are my options of what I can do? But I want you to take it even further. I want you to take all your power back. So instead of just focusing on these outward actions that everyone can see, I want you to consider your invisible actions. So that's what I'm gonna help you do. I'm gonna help you recognize that you have invisible actions you can take and there is so much power there for you to take back. Okay, so the first one is you get to decide not just what you do in the situation, but what you think. Okay, so playing a sentence through your brain, that's an action. That's something you can choose to do. You can decide, I'm going to think this sentence, nobody sees it, but that is where so much of your power lies. So for instance, with this example of my kids out playing in the backyard, covered in mud, when I looked out, my immediate reaction was, that's going to be a pain to clean up. That was my first thought that went through my brain. But did you guys know your thoughts are optional? Yes, that might be my knee-jerk reaction. That's what my brain wants to think, but it doesn't have to. So when I say, I'm going to focus on what I can do, it doesn't just have to be those things that you go and obviously do, those physical things you do out in the world. I can decide I'm going to choose to think something different. So my husband, his reaction was very different when he saw the kids playing. He said, I don't mind them playing in the mud. That's another option. Sometimes it's nice to hear other people's thoughts on things because it helps us realize there are other ways to think about it. And even if you're not ready to jump on board with that new way of thinking about it, like I wasn't necessarily ready to be like, okay, I'm fine with the kids being all muddy. I don't care that I just got them ready for the day and now they're covered in mud and all of that. Even if you're not ready to adapt to the new thought, just realizing it's an option is so powerful because think how those different thoughts change your experience. When I'm thinking, this is such a disaster, what a mess, the kids shouldn't be doing that. I feel frustrated. But when my husband thinks, I don't mind them playing in the mud. They're having a good time. I'm glad they're getting along with each other. Look at them playing so nicely. He feels content. He feels appreciation. He feels amused. I don't know about you guys, but I would much rather have that experience. Right? But the experience I was creating for myself by my choice to think the sentences I was thinking were creating an unpleasant experience for me. So while I still had the option to decide what I want to do, that's all up to me, but it's also up to me what I think. And I'm telling you guys, this is everything. Choosing what you think intentionally is everything because it changes your entire experience. The other day I was doing taxes, which that might fill some of you with anxiety, me just saying that word because it can be a little stressful, right? Or our thoughts about it can create stress for us. And that was happening for me a little bit the other day. I was doing my taxes and there was something, just an issue I was running into that I couldn't figure out. So I was on the phone with an agent for like three hours trying to get this worked out. And I wasn't expecting the phone call to last that long. And so the whole time I was on the phone, My daughter was watching TV, which normally I don't have her watch that much TV. And so I was starting to feel some mom guilt as I was on hold once again, in between calls, trying to figure stuff out. And I looked over and I was like, oh my goodness, she's still watching TV. And I started to feel all this guilt, all the mom guilt, right? Like, oh my goodness, I'm such a bad mom. I shouldn't let her watch TV this long. This isn't good for her. I know better. I'm being selfish here doing my taxes, but I decided as I sat there on hold for the millionth time, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to choose those thoughts. I'm not going to choose those thoughts right now because they feel terrible. What I'm going to choose to believe is her watching TV for three hours today is not going to melt her brain. She's a very bright girl. She's going to be okay even though she watched TV for a long time today. I'm also going to choose to believe that I love that TV is an option right now. I'm so grateful that I have a TV that my daughter can watch and be preoccupied and enjoy herself while I'm on this phone call. Because I would be so much more stressed out if she was running around and trying to get my attention and being allowed and getting upset and irritated with me because I wasn't paying attention to her. I was just like, no, I'm going to just be so grateful that TV exists. What an amazing thing. What amazing world we live in that kids can watch TV. And I decided I'm not going to choose these thoughts that I'm being selfish and I'm being a bad mom. Why would I choose those thoughts? I'm spending three hours trying to figure out a problem on our taxes so that my family can get that income back. Thanks me. That's awesome. What a great mom. I'm so determined and diligent and patient. So I realized all of those thoughts were also an option and they made the situation much less frustrating I could be much more patient on the calls and just waiting and working through things to get it done because I didn't have this nagging in the back of my mind that I needed to hurry and get off the phone. And then I could enjoy my time with my family later and be proud of myself for what I accomplished. So you get to do that in any situation in your life. Did you know that? You can't always choose what other people are doing or what's happening in your life, but you get to choose what you think about it. And it takes some practice. You might not be able to do it right in the moment. Maybe like when I saw my kids out in the mud, you kind of just have an initial thought like this is a problem, this is bad, and you have some thoughts that aren't creating the experience you want. But when you step back from it, you can realize, okay, I actually have a lot of control here. I get to choose what I believe about what's happening. I get to choose what I think about it. And that's gonna create my experience. I was coaching someone the other day and we worked on really intentionally choosing the story they want to believe about their past. A lot of us wish we could go back and change our past, right? We think something went wrong back there. Maybe we did something wrong or other people did things wrong and now we're worse off because of it. But when we try to change our past, we are powerless. There is absolutely nothing you can do to change your past. And so what many of us say and hear is, But what do you want to do now, right? Going forward, what do you want to do? And that is so useful, but don't forget the invisible actions you can take. What do you want to think about your past? Choose that story intentionally too, because you have control over that story. You can't change the past, but you can change your story about what happened and about where you are in your life now. So this person that I was coaching, they were saying when they were younger, everything just came really easy to them making friends, getting on teams. They didn't feel like they had many challenges when they were younger. And so they said, because of that, I didn't learn the life lessons I was supposed to. So when I got into adulthood, I had to learn all those lessons the hard way. So that was the story they were believing about themselves. They're like, because of that, I, and I still haven't learned all the lessons I'm supposed to. So they were thinking they were worse off. They were damaged. Things had gone wrong in their past where they weren't set up for success. That story created so much fear and feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt, right? They didn't feel like they had the skills to be able to navigate life, but it wasn't because of what happened in their past. It was because of the story they were telling themselves about it. What I pointed out to them is I bet there are so many people out there who had everything go wrong that you're saying came easy to you. And they're telling themselves the exact same story as you, except for it's reversed. It's because everything went wrong in my past. Now I'm worse off. And now I don't have what I was supposed to What came easy to other people. I'm so behind because I didn't get any of that. But it's all just a story. It's all just stories we're telling ourselves. And your story is optional. So I suggested, why don't we just try on this story that you learned the things you were supposed to right when you were supposed to. That there's no set-out curriculum, like at age five, you're supposed to have learned these lessons. And at age 12, you're supposed to have learned these lessons. And then you learn this at age 18. What if that's all just something we made up? What if we could just decide not to believe that? What if it's different for everybody? I think that's the truth. Everyone goes through a different life experience and they learn the lessons they learn at the exact right time for them. Some people learn the lesson when they're five, other people learn it when they're 15, other people learn it when they're 50, and that's the exact right time for them. So we can choose that story about our past and we can choose what we believe about what's happening around us now. When your charge nurse gives you the admit, what do you want to think about that? Do you want to think My charge nurse doesn't like me. They're always picking on me. This is an unfair assignment. You can if you want to. It's all optional. You can think anything you want. You can think that or you can think, I got this. My charge nurse trusts me. I can handle this patient. I'm an excellent nurse. I'm on top of things. I can figure this out. I've got a team here to help me. And it doesn't mean you have to try to force yourself to think thoughts you don't actually believe. I'm just trying to show you there are all kinds of options out there. And some of them are going to create more useful, positive experiences for you. And some of them aren't going to create experiences you enjoy and experiences that serve you very well. So you might not choose to think a really happy thought all the time. Like If you're getting the admit and you think this is unsafe, You don't want to change it to, everything's fine, I'm so happy I'm getting another admit. You don't have to change it to that thought, but you have options. Instead of thinking, this is unsafe, I can't do this, this is ridiculous, you could think, this is unsafe, I'm concerned about these things. I'm determined to help my patient. That's not like a happy-go-lucky, pretending everything's fine kind of thought, but it's going to serve you better than the first one, right? Then you're identifying, what are the problems here? What am I concerned about? And then you can decide what to do from there, but it starts with what you think. With that first set of thoughts about how it's ridiculous and unfair, you're fueled by irritation when you think those thoughts. And so then the part about what do you want to do becomes a lot harder because you want to do things that don't feel very good to you. It's not who you really want to be. When you choose, what do I want to think first? And you think I'm concerned about these things. I'm determined to get my patient the care they need. Then you feel determined, but you don't have that irritation, resentment, anger bubbling inside you. And then you can go and do Things that actually serve your patient and feel good to you. So the question I like to ask myself, instead of what do I want to do, I ask myself, who do I want to be? You guys have probably heard me say that on the podcast before. Who do you want to be in this situation? Because to me, that encompasses all of it. Not just what do I want to do, what actions do I want to take, but who do I want to be? What do I want to think about? What thoughts am I gonna choose in this situation? And then as I choose those thoughts, what emotions am I going to feel towards other people and about my life and about myself and about what's going on? And then that impacts what I do. So when we say, focus on what you can control, it's not just focus on your actions, it's focus on who do you wanna be. Choose your thoughts create the emotions that will serve you and do what you want to do. Okay. The other invisible action I want to talk to you about is feeling your emotions. I talk about this a lot. I know last week, I think it was that I talked about practice your emotions. This is such an important invisible action you can take. Because feeling your emotions doesn't require you do anything externally. It doesn't require you to cry. It doesn't require you to punch a pillow or to yell. That's not feeling your emotions. That's reacting to your emotions. But actually feeling your emotions is invisible. It just happens inside of you. But a lot of times when we're feeling really intense emotions, we want to escape them. We want to get busy We cover them up by taking all these external actions. Let's say your boyfriend breaks up with you. You might be thinking, what should I do now? Should I text him? Should I go date other people? Should I stay home and watch Netflix? Should I call this friend? Like, what should I do is what we often think. We're like, I'm feeling all this intense emotion. I need something to do with it. It's like all this energy inside of us. And so we get busy. We go do all these things. Or when we're feeling overwhelmed during our shift, we're like, okay, what should I do next? What should I do? Should I go see this patient first? Should I help this one to the bathroom? Should I do this med? Should I call the doctor? Should I look at the chart? Should I talk to this person? We get really focused on the action part of it. But before all that, we need to take the invisible action of just feeling our emotions feel sad, feel grief, feel disappointed, feel hurt, feel overwhelmed when you're not sure what to do during your shift or feel nervous. It's okay to let yourself feel all of that. Get still. That's one of the most important actions you can take because as you do that, that built up energy that you're feeling. It's because you were suppressing the emotion. It's like you were trying to push it down and it was trying to burst back up. It was like, I am trying to be felt. I'm trying to be heard. So it gets louder and louder and stronger and stronger. And that's why you feel that urge to be so busy. But instead of being busy, just get still and let yourself feel the emotions. When you start feeling your emotions and stop trying to escape them, you realize they're not such a big deal. And when you realize that, it becomes a lot less important to control the people and things around you. Because sometimes we like to credit them for our emotions. They're not creating your emotions, by the way. It's all of your thoughts. You are the creator of your emotions. When you think this is terrible, this is hard, They shouldn't be doing that. You create emotions for yourself. But sometimes we think other people are creating our emotions. Like if they just wouldn't do that or if things would work out the way I want, then I wouldn't have to feel all these uncomfortable emotions. But once you start letting yourself actually feel emotions, you realize they're not so bad. They're not so scary and terrible. So then it becomes a lot less important to try to get other people to change. We can handle feeling, whatever emotions come up for us. So my friends, take all your power back. Don't wait for other people to change. Don't wait for other people to do things or life to work out the way you want it to, to have the experience you want. You are so much more powerful than you're giving yourself credit for. Focus on what you can control and you can control a whole lot. Yes, you can control what you do, But more importantly, you can control what you think and how you feel. So take the power back over all of it. And as you do, you will feel so much more in control of your life. All right, my friends, I hope you have an amazing week. I hope that you practice recognizing your power. You might not be able to take it all back at once, but just bit by bit. Notice where you have power. Notice that you can just tweak what you're thinking a little bit and create a different experience for yourself. You are so powerful. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have an amazing week. Take care.